it twice. <laughs> I thought we were clapping. <laughs> you have to sync up the audio. Yeah. Oh. Well, now we have two markers. Do you want to do the audio? <laughs> it doesn't really matter at this point. I don't know. This, ever since the Reigns podcast, this is... Well, I, 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 I grew up in a village, so I love clapping. It's <laughs> <laughs> basically why I did it. Not on me, or when you're supposed to. But, yeah, but just clapping right with a dreadful yeah. heart. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it's important to, oh, you know, clap on beat sometimes. So, you should always yeah, do that. Nobody does that. Well, to be honest, we should just go back to not clapping. <laughs> no. Sing hymns. Or herms. Or herms. Mm-hmm. Very good. That is very, very, very true. Mm. Hmm. So we, you've already spoken on this podcast. We haven't even introduced you. People oh, yeah. are like, Sorry. "Oh, there's a third host you now." Featured. Uh, yeah. Let me let me introduce uh, our guest tonight. <laughs> okay. Wait, you guys. You well, to know. <laughs> it's today, and it's probably gonna be like three in the morning when Nathan wakes up. This yeah. gets posted. No, it posts at five a.m. every yes. Tuesday. Oh, okay. Was it's it normal like, have, have to get s- up at five in the morning. And a lot of Americans do it. They're called sociopaths. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's. Um, can you use smaller words? Yeah, sorry. Crazy. Okay. Um, that was a little bit hurtful. One of the high schoolers calls me a psychopath, and he means psychic, and then he got called out on it. He or she, sorry. Uh, and then wow, good Jeffrey's like, you're a psychopath. And I was like, no, you mean psychic. And he goes, no, I mean like you probably murder people. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, our guest is here, and his name... Go ahead and say it directly into the microphone. Patrick Levy. <laughs> Thank yes. you. Uh, height and weight and age, please. <laughs> I'd rather not say. <laughs> okay. okay. Patrick is 30. <laughs> I'd rather not say. <laughs> uh, he is an undisclosed age. Yeah. Patrick, when's my birthday? Uh, February 17th. Very good. When's Nathan's birthday? No, 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 no. We'll get nice there. try. <laughs> you and always derailing podcasts. I can only remember like four birthdays. So. Okay. This is George Washington Carver. <laughs> April 13th, 1873. <laughs> it was a big day for America. So. And for Patrick. So he remembers it. And for jelly farmers. <laughs> That's a great point. It's, are there jelly farmers? Or <laughs> Well, someone's got to harvest it. Man, I thought our solo podcast was bad. This is going to be bad. Dude, I don't know what's going to happen. We should make a rule now that we never record more than one podcast on a day. Because our first one was bad. Our second one, you just derailed. And our third one is being derailed by you and Patrick. So I am Why are almost you with three your gallons glass? of water into the day. And then Patrick and his wife, Lynette, so lovingly brought us all coffee and things. And uh, now also tea. Some people drink tea. Things. Does include Why does it, doesn't it deserve a title? <laughs> I'm sorry, that was it. <laughs> what is in the tea? <laughs> I don't know. It's good, though. Um, it was a little warm. Hey, let's do an update. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You can't keep doing this every introduction. <laughs> we still have 19 <laughs> subscribers. <laughs> oh my. Okay, just for some context, there's a board behind us where Andrew has, has written how many subscribers yet. we have. Oh, dude. Are you kidding me? We're about, to hit, we're about to hit 20. We're going to hit 20. Subscribe. Uh, I'm going to get the pen ready. No, no, no. <laughs> Sit down. What? Sit down. We, how are we going to know how many we have? Oh, oh no. <laughs> Sit down. You're, you guys are derailing it again. Sit your butt down. 
might be the last podcast we do. <laughs> we we doing a subathon earlier. <laughs> we didn't do anything to promote it. We just sat and watched the YouTube subscriber count <laughs> and played music. It didn't move. It's just it stayed the same. <sighs> Let us know. Did you and subscribe? That was 20. Did you subscribe? <laughs> All wait, right. wait, 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 wait. I have to check it. I have to check it. No, not yet. I didn't check it. I don't know if it okay, actually... Okay, let us know. We don't know. Let's see. Stephanie, do you subscribe to our YouTube? Hey, we have 20 subscribers! Okay. Lynette, did you subscribe? No, I didn't subscribe yet. <gasps> YouTube. What? I subscribed. Oh, no, I did. Okay, Lynette subscribed. Okay. The- Oh! Oh my gosh, <laughs> we're, goes me here. we're only five away from 25. Okay. Alright. Hey. Um, yes. That blue shirt is looking more and more accessible now. Mm-hmm. How does one win the blue key? <laughs> oh, wouldn't you like to know? Andrew, go ahead and fill in. I would oh, like to know. Hey, that's why I asked. We do. <laughs> we do need to update <laughs> you guys on this. The guest uh, today. <laughs> by now, we have done the drawing, and the winner is Nathan. Will put it in there. What, that's, we'll fix that. We haven't. <laughs> what has happened? <laughs> because this is going to air so far from now. But do you think I'm actually going to edit the person's name in? No, definitely We're going to contact them through their Instagram comment, apparently. <laughs> no, their YouTube. They have to comment a way to contact them on YouTube. Oh, on YouTube. I'm sorry. Comment on YouTube. It's also, gonna, ring that bell. It's going to be like Ron Johnson. We'll be like, oh, no. How, who is that? How do we contact him? Um, he only answers to one person. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, okay. So we'll so. be doing the giveaways. Soon, we did want to update you guys that we do now have 20 subscribers on yes, YouTube. as of a moment ago. Just a moment ago. That's just in. Someone subscribed. Yeah. Even though we definitely had texted them a link a while ago. <laughs> we did a two-hour-long subathon earlier and no one subscribed. <laughs> okay, you tried that joke a second ago and it didn't land, and it, it also did didn't land. land on the second one. <laughs> it's doing pretty good. People at this point are listening to the podcast thinking, I have better things to do. I probably shouldn't be listening to this. No, they listen to this because they're bored. Can you not text her? <laughs> Seriously, dude. Sorry, I just text my wife. Okay. Oh, she's sitting right there. Just to talk to her. She said you didn't okay. text her. Hey, he interrupted uh, me. Andrew, would you mind introducing uh, today's podcast? Stop touching the stevia. <laughs> um, yeah, today's podcast, we're continuing our series on singleness. Yes, not dating. Which, this one won't get derailed into that. Mm. We got other plans. Uh, and so Patrick's here to talk to us about that. Patrick and I did, um... <laughs> I thought you were going to say dated. It's <laughs> yeah. like, dude, it's yeah. again, we're not talking no, about Patrick dating. and I had intentional conversations about singleness when we were both single. Um, and how to do that well, and how to work through that well. Um, and faithfully, and with contentment as well. And so, we're excited to hear from Patrick about that. So Patrick, um... You're going to do it again, aren't you? No, the questions aren't related to that. No, those aren't related to that, because why would we actually use those? Those were in case. The whole point is Yikes. the other questions. He's, he is real, really fussy Also, right would now. you like to introduce what segment we're doing? Because it seems like you were pivoting into the wrong one. We're on the journey. This is the, the journey. journey. So this one. Yes. So this is not necessarily about his singleness, but I'm really glad that you jumped yeah. a whole segment ahead. Oh my gosh. So. Hmm. Rewind. Yeah. So could you just introduce yourself a bit? Talk about how you came to know Jesus, and then we'll get into singleness in the next segment without jumping too far ahead. So, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll talk about singleness at all. I promise. Uh, 
Let's see. Um, my name is Patrick. Um, I grew up uh, attending Village Bible Church, um, so I was raised in a um, in a Christian, you know, Bible believing home. Um, pretty typical uh, story from the standpoint of you know, again, growing up in the church, prayed the prayer as a child, um, had a basic understanding of what Christianity meant, but um, you know, was young. I think it wasn't until my high school years that. Um, you know, began to, to really realize what that meant to, to follow Christ, specifically towards the end. And, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's through really difficult seasons, uh, seasons of making mistakes. You know, I think growing up in the church, it's very easy to kind of get comfortable. Um, we can rationalize sin. And for me, a big, big event was towards the end of high school, getting myself involved in, in one of those secret, uh, you know, relationships. And, um, just seeing that that not go well, I think that's when I really felt the Lord, you know, get a hold of me. Um, realized what I've been doing, realized the depth of my sin, not just with that, but um, my, you know, the, the whole being. Um, and I remember that's that's really when I committed to to, to following Jesus and to, to being a Christ follower. I even remember getting baptized at that time and. Um, I remember that day so vividly um, because, you know, with, with baptism, right, we're talking about a public proclamation of your faith. And I just remember that that day even, it felt like everything was different, like everything was new. Um, and uh, again, c- committed to, to following Jesus. Um, I got really involved in, um, uh, you know, a lot of different church ministries and really tried to saturate myself in, in the word um, I was blessed to be part of some uh, some different groups. Um, one with with AJ and um, Pastor Ron and, and Pastor Andrew, and uh, just just diving into the Word and, and a lot of um, supplemental books, really talking about following Jesus well, and and then from there being able to lead while leading others to Him, and so. Um, yeah, and, and since then, God has continued to, to work on my heart and, and grow me. I um, had, had a lot of opportunities to serve in, in a number of other ways here at Village and, and some, uh, some teaching roles, and I've really loved that and being able to share from what God has, has taught me, is continuing to teach me, and that um, kind of brings us to today where the, the story continues. <clears throat> Excellent. Excellent. Uh... Yeah, you touched on a lot of things there that I think are key in your journey. Um, a, a lot of the Lord working, grabbing a hold of your heart, uh, redirecting you and you just immersing yourself in things like ministry, church life. Uh, you talked about <clears throat> that group here in the Timothy group. Mm-hmm. Um, me, Pastor Ron, Pastor Andrew, and you. Um, where we got some good discipleship and training. I think that really launched us forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, college years and, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we have sort of done ministry together or near each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think we're going on 11 years now. Um, right. Which is crazy for our age. Uh, you... You've, in, you've made that intentional step in your life as a lay person to be super active in ministry. Uh, why is that? Can you speak to that? And can you speak to um, 
Yeah, speak to that. We'll start there. Yeah, um, I mean, I think part of that is, you know, when, when all these things were, were happening and just realizing what it what following Jesus entailed, that it wasn't, a, it wasn't a cultural thing. It wasn't just a show up to church on Sundays and, you know, read, read the occasional Bible. It was, you know, when we commit to that, we're giving our entire selves. Um, I know Paul, one, one verse that kind of stands out is when Paul is, is talking about how he's willing to, to spend and be spent. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that was such a good picture of like, okay, this, this is going to entail giving everything, everything I have, really making the most of, of our time on, on this earth. Um, and, you know, I've had a lot of really weird health things that we laugh about all the time, but I almost feel like that's been good for me because it's, it's reminded me of like my mortality. And yeah. um, especially as young people, we think that we're going to live forever and we'll worry about these things later on. And for me, you know, like I'm ha- having all these problems that old people have. And so uh, it's, I don't know, that, that's kind of been helpful for that. But, <laughs> but, but just, just kind of like making me realize, you know, our time here is limited. Yeah. And this isn't, this isn't it. Right. Which also, I, that's a whole other thing. I think we overvalue the, the comforts of this world um, when this is just a blip in um, the span of eternity. But um, you really realize, okay, what has God called me to do each day, each week, each month, each year um, while I'm here? And how can I serve him so that when it's my time, the, the, there's been nothing held back, right? That, that I'm going into it limping, that I gave, I gave it everything I had um, to, to try and bring as many to Christ as possible, to, to plant as many seeds as possible, to um, help others grow in their relationships um, with the Lord so that they also in turn can go out and, and bring others to him. Um, I think that's, that's what it was, just a, kind of a refocusing on what is our purpose here. Um, right. and not, not, it's not to glorify self. It's not to bring about as many comforts as we can, but it's to make the most of this time and, and serve the Lord while he, while he has us here. Yeah, and so you, you talked a lot about how you are active in ministry. You, you and Andrew have been doing it for a number of years now. How do you stay disciplined in your own personal relationship with the Lord in the midst mm. of doing a lot of ministry? Because it can be really easy to just go in front of people and say those platitudes, those cliche mm. lines. Yeah. But in reality, there's no substance behind what you say, mm-hmm. right? So how do you, in the midst of doing a lot of ministry, remain rooted and grounded in the Word and in that relationship? Mm-hmm. Great question, and that, totally, that, that's like a huge struggle. Honestly, I think that that's always something that I'll, I'll struggle with because especially when you are teaching a lot, right, it's very easy to be like you're spending all your time preparing for a lesson, which is great study. It's great personal study, but um, it's, it's so key. for That, that can't be it, right? You yeah. need to have that personal time um, where it's, it's not just preparation for, for a lesson. And so... Um, I think what it comes down to is, for me, I, I genuinely love the Lord, and I genuinely desire to know Him and to serve Him. Um, of course, of course, there's always struggles with that, right? There's always, we, yeah. we get so distracted in, um, in that, but I, I recognize that I'm completely dependent on Him for every day, not just for like the big things, not just in the good times, not just the bad times, but... Um, every single day I'm dependent on him for how do I, how do I live well? How do I live faithfully? How, how do I um, love my spouse well? How do I love my family well? How do I serve my 
brothers and, and sisters in Christ well. Um, I think we have to have that recognition that it's not that it's not that God is is a supplemental to help. Mm. You know, I got most of it, but he's he's got me the the last parts when it's tough. It's like I'm totally dependent on you, and if I'm cutting myself off from your word, then I'm 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 hamstringing myself, right? right. Yeah. Right. Um, that's that's going to be a problem, and so. Um, I think that that's that's always constantly on on my mind and on on my heart, um, and so when I come to to times of uh, personal prayer and personal study, it's it's something that I want to be there. Um, it's not something I grudgingly have to do. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You uh, <clears throat> so you've mentioned a couple of times in this episode being involved in various ministries and for a while now. Can you list out what ministries have you been involved in at this church? Not as a way of mm-hmm. puffing you up, but I'll, I'll get to the purpose why in a second. Yeah, um, so a big one that's been going on for probably the, the same amount of time is, is Awana. I've been involved in that ministry um, and, you know, started as, as a leader in TNT, um, which is helping out and uh, opportunities came to, to get into assistant director and then to director, um, led that for a number of years, and then um, now I'm in a, in a role as, as commander over the club. Um, a lot, a lot of, a lot of, so there, there have been some teaching times where it was like I, I was able to teach at uh, Reality Check back when it was Reality Check um, or Lifeline now, things like that, and then a, a number of um, Sunday school classes for the adults. Um, a while back, I can't remember how long ago it was, but um, I was attending Terry Hall's class and uh, he was away for a week or two, and he said, hey, you want to take over? And, um, you know, so I, I sub- substituted, and, and um, you know, he kind of encouraged me to, to take a bigger role, and then when he had to step away, I kind of took over leading the class, and so I've um, been doing that for, for several years as well. <clears throat> You've also done preschool ministry. It's also preschool. VBS. You've also done VBS. Yes. Yeah. So you've done Second Harvest. Some other things. Yes. Uh, I mean, you've you done Living Nativity. Like, yeah. Yeah. You also helped with the with the Three Hour Famine back when it was Thirty Hour Famine. Yeah. yeah. You also uh, done. He was a pawned at Wild. Uh, upon a counselor. Counselor at Wild at the high school camp. Yeah, we're gonna try to not put the, all these in there. We're gonna catch them. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> um, I was giving a low data. Uh, yeah, just no. a high level overview. So you've gone from. Uh, preschool mm-hmm. all the way through adult classes mm-hmm. why haven't you just stuck to one thing yeah um question. yeah great great question i mean i think there's always like a, a an age group that you fit in well with or or is like a preference when it comes to ministry but i think it's key that we from the preschool up those are all people that are part of of your church family um, and, and just to be able to serve in each group to me is, is really exciting. Um, working with the kids, you, first off, it's just, it's just a different experience. There's so much joy, and energy, and, um, you get to see, uh, you, know, you always talk about that, like that childlike excitement or response to hearing Bible stories and, um, which first off is really good perspective. Um, and then being able to, to lead with the adults is just a different thing, right? The conversations are deeper. You can get into to some more um, topics. So uh, I don't know. I've just I've always I've always enjoyed being able to to serve in 
in a variety of, of areas and um, again lo- loving loving God's people well regardless of their age or, or whatnot. I think that's really cool though because I think we've had this discussion on our own um, not on a podcast but I think sometimes people are afraid to do different ministries mm. because they've never done them before yeah. or they they use the phrase I used to use I don't do that right <laughs> I don't teach kids I don't like teaching adults I don't like doing this mm-hmm. but I, I've really been encouraged by the fact that you you don't seem to say that mm. you're all you either say okay I'll pray about it which I know you do because we talk about it or yeah like I'm in for it just let me know what I need to do um so I just love the fact that you're always willing to consider and then partake if the Lord leads you in that direction mm-hmm. into a new ministry. And it's something I wish that I did a better job at and that the church at large mm-hmm. did a better job at because I think we'd be far far more healthy than we are mm-hmm. if we took seriously the need to be involved in ministry regardless of preference mm-hmm. of ministry. Because, I mean, you, yeah. so you, so you, you've taught adult classes and then we didn't have a teacher for VBS one of the times and you were able to get some time off for like the first half of BBS and mm-hmm. you filled in and you taught and you did a great job but there were people that we talked to and it was like well I don't I don't teach kids mm-hmm. it's like but they need to hear the gospel <laughs> right, they right. need to hear Someone this it's like just to... step up and yeah. do it um, but yeah, I've always been encouraged by that of your willingness to actually do it and then to do it well you obviously work hard and you spend the time to, to make it mm-hmm. good and to do the work well so yeah, yeah I think yeah, a couple of thoughts I mean yeah first off I think there's it's important to remember, like, yes, there are, like, primary ministries, mm-hmm. right, where this is the primary areas that God has gifted me and, you know, it really clicks there. But then there are also secondary ministries, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when it's time to put away tables, right, that's, like, the classic example. You can't say, oh, that's not my ministry, right? I don't like to yeah. do it. We all step in uh, as right. a secondary ministry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so things like that. You had another thought. Oh, oh, and, yeah, just, you know, I mean, so, sometimes God opens the doors and, yeah, why... Why not step in and try? I mean, yeah. I got into teaching not because I thought I'm some great teacher. It was because uh, Happy asked me to teach at Reality Check forever yeah. ago. And I was like, okay, we'll, we'll try this. Um, was that the series on the festivals was the first time? Uh, it was Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, okay. Because I remember being yeah. there when you taught on the festivals. Yeah, I think that was like the second time, second time. I taught or something like that. But um, yeah, you know did it and really realized, oh, I think the Lord has gifted me for this. Yeah. So um, sometimes it just starts with trying. Yeah. I, we did leave off two ministries. He preached recently. He, he did in the deacon board. In the deacon, deacon board. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, it's like you also preached yeah. in that one. Got called into the big leagues. <laughs> 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 That's a joke we have, just to clarify that. Yeah. We joke about like, there's a big leagues and there's a minor leagues. <laughs> there's really not in God's church. We just, no. sometimes just, church culture sets it up that way. Yeah. There's really not. Like, Preschool is the big leagues. Mm-hmm. Second harvest is the big leagues. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like it's all it's all significant and important. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, so thanks for letting us ask you these questions and get to know you. I mean, we know you. We've done life for how many years has it been? Probably nine years. Oh, I think right. when I started discipling you, it brought yeah. you in. Yeah. That Dodger game really changed things though. We went yeah, to the season. That's true. Yeah. Dodgers versus the Mets. Went to a Dodgers game and shared life together and Patrick showed us a ring that he was going to use to propose to his then girlfriend mm-hmm. Lynette who he ended up marrying yeah. yes because she said yes she so said yes she did yes yep but no it's been it's been really cool getting to see you it's weird to say this if someone is older than you but like continue to grow in your faith and to challenge mm-hmm. me in areas that I'm not faithful in 
I mean, I mentioned, I think I mentioned him in the conversation we had about, like, COVID, um, and how I wasn't necessarily faithful in that, but you and I had a conversation with Andrew mm-hmm. about my shortcomings in that, and I've always appreciated that, because even with Andrew, like, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without your guys' influence and the way you guys lived your life um, has greatly impacted me, so hopefully, if you're listening to this, you get to learn someone who's, like, who loves Jesus sincerely and genuinely, and um, if you get a chance to actually chat with Patrick, do it. Like, it's, he's a simple dude to talk to. I'm a simple dude. He is. Yeah. I don't mean that as an insult. Like, he's, a, he's a relaxed guy. He's cool. Have a conversation with him. Um, do life with him. He's got a lot of wisdom. Um, he loves Jesus, first and foremost. So, yeah. let, let me tag on to that. I know we need to end this segment. It's all right. Let me just tag on to that really quick. Because uh, uh, I know a lot of youth are going to be listening to this. The... Tough conversations are significant for deep friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you have to call each other out on things. And if you don't, you don't have a deep friendship. Yeah. You have a surface level one. So close people, people close to you, you need especially with those people to speak truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if you think it's going to hurt or offend them, if yeah. your purpose is to love to build them up and to bring them back in, that's significant. I, we've all done that with each other mm-hmm. here. It's not just been us at Nathan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair though, the last year probably wasn't that way, but that was yeah. my bad. But th- there have been there have been times where we've called each other out on things all around, and it's just expected in yeah. in a Christian friendship. Yeah, and it's never taken as if it's a personal attack. It's a I want you to be your best self and pursue Jesus, and so I'm going to say this to you so that you can be encouraged or be challenged, and therefore become the person you do, you should be um, as a Christ follower. Versus, I don't say anything because I don't want to ruin the friendship. But in doing so, you don't actually help the friendship. Right. Yeah. Then you don't you don't have a deep one. Like, yeah. I've I've talked to you about that recently. Like, if you're not able to speak truth into a friendship or relationship, then it's not an authentic or real one. Mm. You yeah. have to be able to say true things and hard things, out of love and compassion for the purpose of bringing them closer. Mm. Like that's yeah. the that's the right. intent and purpose. Mm. Um, and that's not to say we've always done that well as a no, group. No, there's been like, times we messed that up. There, there's been times where we've not said it out of love or compassion or to bring each other closer, just out yeah. of like, you're doing this wrong and you need to knock it off. Yeah. Like that, There's better approaches. And then we learn from those approaches and we continue to grow and we yeah. forgive when we need to forgive and then we keep going. Because yeah. that's what family does. You're going to mess up time and time again, but you're committed to each other because... That's the bond you share because you all love Jesus. Yeah. If that's really the foundation of your relationship, your friendship, then being offended by somebody's words because they're trying to challenge a way that you shouldn't be living shouldn't be that no. difficult of a conversation to have. But, uh, yeah, instead of clicking pause on this, we'll just go ahead and pivot over to discussing what is... What is? I can't say words. Uh, discussing singleness, which is, Andrew, pay attention, this is our topic for this next segment. Uh, <laughs> How's your dating life? <laughs> oh, shoot, I already messed it up. Uh, yeah, so, Patrick, could you could you share with us a little bit about, I guess, your journey with mm. singleness? Whether there's, like, good stories, bad yeah. stories, how has that been for you? Yeah, um, that for you? so I, I think, to kind of tell a story, like, um, I, uh, my first thought is to go back, you know, growing up in, in my teen years, I always pictured myself as like getting married, right? I, I would, I would look forward to that. Yeah. Um, you know, something I wanted, it was, it was on my heart. I think that with everything that kind of happened, you know, late in high school and, um, 
you know, doing relationships poorly, um, to, to say generally that, that from, you know, coming out of that is when I really realized, okay, Lord, I, I'm giving myself to you. I'm going to use this time for singleness. I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be extra patient waiting for this. Um, because I've tried to do it in my timing and in my way and it has not gone right. And so, um, Lord, how are you going to use this this time? And so for me, um, I I look back on that time very favorably. I mean, of course, I I'd still you know looked forward to the day when I would find that right person, and and spoiler alert, I did. Uh, but aww. but um, <laughs> no you one just else give yourself said that. an awe. I didn't think that's a thing. That wasn't me. That was definitely you guys. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, no, but um, yeah, the, the young adult years, I just really realized, okay, during, I'm going to use this time of singleness. I have the time. Um, how can I, how can I make the most of this? And I think that's when I really started to get involved in like a lot of different ministries. It was because I'm single. I don't have the time. And I, I mean, I do have the time. Yeah. And um, again, I just look very favorably back on that time because it was such a period for growth and, and there was uh, so much I was able to do. But you know, being married is great also, but they're just different. You know, you got to view it, I think, as, as different stages of life. This is where God has me now. I'm going to, I'm not going to look ahead and wait for that next stage to come. Yeah. I'm going to serve faithfully in this stage for as long as it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if another stage comes, then, then we'll, then we'll, you know, yeah. we'll cross that bridge and we come to it. But um, this is where God has me. So let's, let's just do what he's called me to do today. I do want to caution you to be very careful talking about marriage. He hates it. Oh, yes. Sorry. We're Don't on singleness. Yes. No. I, I know he's going to cut that out. Changing from singleness no, he's he came, to he that. He came back to singleness, he, though. He freaks out. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to he's gonna cut that out, and it's going to be very awkward. And, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. We're not good at awkward conversations, though, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. oh. But so with your, with your, you mentioned that you, since you were little, you, mm. you always had the picture of getting married one day. Mm. So, and you, you also just mentioned that you tried to try and be faithful in that stage that you were in, yeah. in singleness. How did that look pragmatically? Because it's really easy to say, like, I just tried to think now and, like, focus on being single. Mm-hmm. But what did that look like on a day-to-day basis of trying to focus and be faithful in singleness while in the back of your mind thinking, I would really like this thing that's further down the line, possibly further mm-hmm. down yeah. the line? Okay, yes, good, good question. Uh, if I kind of backtrack, I don't know if this is part of it, but this is kind of where my, my mind okay. is going. We, we, I, I think part of it, too, is, is a mindset, right? Like, when I was younger and I had that mindset of, we have this goal, right? I have to, I have to get married. Basically, it's Lord, don't come back before I have sex, you know, kind of thing, right? Um, which we're obviously elevating those things above eternity with Christ, which is very silly. So I think part of that is just is just reframing that 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 is not the the highest thing I can do on on earth, uh, you know, getting married and having kids, but it's just a, another stage that that God calls some of us to. So. Um, to better answer your question, I think reframing, um, when I was in that period, it was very much a time of, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to be part of the college group. I'm going to make friends with, with the guys and the girls there. Um, I, my focus is not going to be to enter into a relationship. Uh, if, if God wants that to happen, it'll, it'll become very clear in, in, in his timing. So, um, 
I guess it just changed the focus. Um, my conversations were not with the intention of flirting and making this into something else, but just, I just want to grow with this community. I want to get to know these people. Um, and I don't know if, I don't know if that kind of answers your question, but no, it's yeah. kind of a yeah. changing of the, the focus. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's really good. I, I think that you use that time as a single faithfully where you were given. Mm-hmm. Um, can you speak to uh, contentment and singleness a, a little bit more? Like you, so you, you've touched on it that you mm-hmm. were, you were investing there, you were um, growing those relationships and not focusing on, but if the Lord brings it. Uh, what would you say to somebody who's struggling with contentment and singleness? That they're, so we talked about this in episode two of the podcast. Uh, they are okay being single for a year, but beyond a year, mm-hmm. if the Lord doesn't bring someone, so you, you touched on, you weren't even focused on that. You were just focused mm-hmm. on the situation you were in. So what would you say to somebody who's struggling with that contentment? Yeah. Um, again, I think that there are, there are blessings in every single stage of life, um, and we often miss those because because we're looking ahead. So, you know, for those that are uh, in that stage of singleness, right? There's, there's, there's. A, I don't know. If freedom is the the right word, but um, again, when you get married and are in a relationship, the the focus changes. The the time uh, changes. Um, it's just a whole different thing, right? Your your worries, your focuses are um, a, a little bit different. And so, I would just say remember that God has, has called you to this for this period and there are a lot of benefits to it. Mm. Um, again, the, 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 the time piece that you're free to, um, to serve, to, to grow your friendships with your friends, to, to spend time in, in those areas. Um, I think for me that it, it, that's kind of a simple answer, but um, I just I think there's there's so many blessings to, to that time that we we overlook because we're so concerned about what we don't have. Right. Um, when when you get into that other stage, if, if you if you get into a dating relationship or get married, then you're gonna look back and be like, oh, that was a different time. I, I wish I had the the time then um, was able to to be free to do some of these things. So again, just enjoy where where you're at. Um, and look for the blessings there. Mm-hmm. And what, what role would you say, oh, sorry, my tea went down a weird pipe. Uh, what role would you say community played in that for you? Because you mentioned, mm. right, being in the college group, being faithful in that community. Did that help you at all, being content? Like, if you didn't have the college group and they, we weren't active in ministry, mm. what would you think your contentment level would be at? Good question. Um... So I think I think certainly it, it did help because um, you know I, I, I had those relationships it, it wasn't they weren't romantic relationships obviously but had had those relationships um, there so that that certainly helps um, if it's hard for me to think about being absent from that or not having church family or yeah. growing up in a big family not having that either so it's, it's hard for for me to, to imagine that. Um, but again, I, I think, uh, you know, what, one other thing I'll, I'll touch on that I didn't talk about before is um, during that time, I was able to spend so much time in God's word um, and so much time reading uh, other, other books by, by theologians and things like that. 
it was really a great time of, of not just that community aspect that I mentioned, but of personal spiritual growth um, and, and drawing closer to the Lord. And so um, that, that's also kind of a key for me. And again, when you get married, those things shouldn't go away, but it, it, it's just different. Um, you just don't have the same time to pour yourself into to that. Um, that's, that's another blessing, I think. Yeah, um, I think that you touched on that, using your time as singleness, time as singleness. Time as singleness yeah. Oh my goodness. To be fair, this is the fourth, third, third podcast we're yeah. recording today, yeah. so right. Time as singleness is a phrase now. <laughs> your time, using your time as singleness, um, using your time as a single faithfully and well and not selfishly. Can you think of a time where you used your time as a single um, foolishly? Mm. Like, what were your, looking back and speaking back to Patrick when he was mm. 20, 21, mm-hmm. what would you say to Patrick uh, regarding his singleness? Yeah. I think, you know, we, we, we've talked a, a lot about, um, I appreciate you guys have, have been very encouraging and, and pointed out the, the good things, um, some of the good things that, that God has done in me and through me, but... Um, it, it hasn't always been, I haven't always been faithful with my time, especially in the early days. I think I spent a lot of time on things that are good, but things that are unhelpful, like pouring myself into and getting addicted to video games and, um, and, and sports and things like that. Um, that was a way that I did not use that well, um. I think too. We just just a, just a caution is that you know these these things with getting involved with ministries and um, you know deepening these friendships within college group. I think our, our focus has to to be right because it's very easy just to to do that for the sake of popularity or for the sake of just filling my time. Right? I don't want to I don't want to be alone. So let me just go do something. Right. Um, that we be intentional with that time and that we. Um, it's it's not a, it's not a popularity contest. It's we're fellow believers in Christ, um, trying to to walk towards and walk, and walk together. Um, and so I think just th- there were certainly lots of times where I I did not do this faithfully and where I got distracted. Um, uh, did did those things for for the wrong reasons. So I guess that's uh, yeah one thing to touch on. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, I, th- I think that there's a there's a wide gambit of uh, singles and, and their attitudes toward their singleness. And I think mm-hmm. part of what we're trying to address in this series is there is a faithful way to be single and there is an unfaithful way to be single. And there's different ways within trying to be faithful and be single. Yeah. All of us had different ex- experience being single. Right. But yet I would say we've been more faithful than not faithful right. in that, although we haven't done it perfectly. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, th- I think that's probably what we're trying to flesh out here is using your singer sing- <laughs> using your singleness. Oh my goodness! Uh, using your singleness well and for the kingdom, uh, knowing that that calling and, and it could be seasonal or it could be permanent. Uh, that eunuch passage we talked about in episode two. Uh, using that calling and that time faithfully and well, however long it may be. Um, I, I do want to say what that doesn't look like is it doesn't look like constantly 
striving after finding a spouse. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like if you are being called to being single, uh, that is a precious time the Lord has gifted you with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that so often, and, and this we touched on this in episode too, but so often what happens is in the church, you're told uh, you're, not an adult. you're not a full adult mm-hmm. until you're married. Yeah. And I think that that's been something that we as a group and our generation have been pushing against, right? Like, you know, you, you as singles are, are full adults and th- by no means do they need to get married. Yeah. That's not anywhere... Uh, in the scripture, we talked about that a little bit yesterday. There's different views on that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the the single is as valuable as everybody else, and there should be no reason mm-hmm. why they're not. Yeah. Um, so if you are a single who is struggling with faithfulness in that period of singleness, uh, seek what the Lord would have for you in that time. Yeah. If you're constantly worried about finding your spouse or looking elsewhere mm-hmm. or claiming to be so lonely, uh, whatever it may be, uh, invest in the kingdom. And you can do that well and faithfully. Um, I do want to say that it's not a guarantee the Lord's going to take away those feelings of no. desire for a spouse. I think that part of that is natural, I think. But if you spend your time complaining and seeking after that and whining, that that's not being faithful. Uh, and again, that's easier for me to say. Uh, than others, but I think yeah. that we we've all had those seasons of singleness, and we'd agree. Looking back, that's what that time should be. Yeah, and I think even even pointing out, I think it's Matthew nineteen, the passage we read in. I was going to say earlier, but I meant it's the podcast we filmed earlier, which was the second episode. It's a difficult thing to be single. Not yeah. everyone's going to receive that gift, even though in in certain church circles, people think it's a curse to be single. Mm, yeah. uh, it's in fact a, a huge gift. You've been given time to focus, like you mentioned, in your relationship with the Lord, but also to do ministry faithfully in a way that other people aren't able to do it. Um, but yeah, I think if you're struggling with contentment, as someone who is not a huge fan of community, it's kind of weird, but like my yeah. encouragement would be to surround yourself with people who love Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, people who can help you focus your own life on Jesus because they're not going to fill some sort of void in your life. Mm-hmm. What they will do is keep your eyes firmly fixed on Jesus where they need to be. Um, and, and in the moment, it, it your, your feelings of wanting to date someone might not go away. And that's okay. That's not to say that you're doing something wrong or that you're being punished. Um, in fact, God's giving you an opportunity to work through probably areas in your life that need to be strengthened. Yeah. Um, and he's giving you a better opportunity to be more faithful in ministry than maybe others are able to do at that time. So singleness is, in fact, a gift. Paul calls it a gift in light of the coming or the return of Christ. It is, he says, advantageous to be single uh, because you can live freely in the sense that you can live unencumbered and pursue Jesus without being divided with regard to your focus. So, yeah, if you're struggling with that, find community. Um, you're more than welcome to hang out with any one of us. Right. Um, yeah. There's nothing unique about us at all. <laughs> We're kind of just people trying to love Jesus uh, and do it in community. So I think we've benefited from it. I mean, we were all single at a point in time. And like all of us together, I mean, like, we hang out. And I found it super encouraging to hang out with people who weren't focused on trying to date someone. Mm. But it was your focus was, are we pursuing Jesus and are we doing ministry well? And I think that's something that I've always taken away from our friendship. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Jesus first and everything else falls woefully short. Um, 
of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think you hit the nail on the head that that's the thing that we strive for in any relationship, let alone when you're single, that's where your gaze should be set, is on pursuing the Lord above all else. And uh, with that expectancy that the Lord may never bring someone along. Yeah. And that's okay. That truly what matters is the kingdom and eternity. Mm-hmm. Like in 20,000 years, are you going to be looking back at this time and be like, man, I wish I had gotten married. <laughs> no way. Uh, if you have an eternal heavenly perspective, then you're going to look back on this time and say, wow, I, I either was able to use that time faithfully to serve the kingdom or I squandered it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's that's for anyone across the board, relationship-wise, yeah, yeah. single or not. You need to use your time faithfully to serve the kingdom and not squandering it. And I think one of the unique things with being single is you're faced with the fact, that, not the fact, but with the question of, is Jesus enough? Yeah. yeah. Because at times we'll say, like, yeah, he's my everything. Why we go to camp and we sing songs about Jesus being our everything, we surrender all. We get our lives off to dictate a different story. So no, he's not my everything. Why? Because I'm trying to find satisfaction in you know video games or in... Um, seeking a relationship but really Jesus never is enough and that period of singleness really heightens our own issues it allows us to say well is Jesus enough and we have to come to face to face with that with that question and I think people that have done singleness well look Jesus in the face and say you are enough yeah. that doesn't mean every single day I'm going to feel that way but I need to live in a way that demonstrates that you are enough meaning if if he, if he decides to remove you from that stage of singleness, that's fine. If he keeps you in that stage, that's also fine because you're satisfied completely in who Jesus is and you don't need supplemental material or individuals to, to take that um, from you or fill that hole that you may think you have. Um, because contrary to culture, with Jesus, you're, you're satisfied. You don't need to have someone there for you in the sense of a relationship. Um, you're a human being made in the image of God complete through the blood of Jesus and yeah if you're single you should wrestle with that well and think about what it means for your life to be completely satisfied in Jesus because um, it is great I mean you guys can speak to it being in a relationship and having that person there but that person doesn't replace Jesus and so right. that's an important thing to wrestle with before even considering entering into one of those relationships of thinking is Jesus enough because if he isn't enough when you're single, he's not going to be enough when you're in a relationship. Um, so you need to wrestle with that concept well. But yeah, thanks for, for sharing your story and talking about what, you know, things went well and things went poorly in singleness. I think it's important that we, we have these conversations, especially nowadays with people wanting to date, you know, and, and that's not being a bad thing, but sometimes it can be overemphasized. And looking down on singles is not a good thing. I think it's cool giving a different perspective on mm-hmm. what is singleness. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Um, how do we do it well? How do we do it poorly? And I think the best way to do that, rather than lecturing at people, is to share our stories about do we do it well, do we do it poorly. Um, so yeah, thanks for, for doing that. Anything else you want to say or plug? Yeah. What do you got coming up? Do you have a YouTube channel? You got a tour? I, I don't. In fact, I don't even really post on Instagram ever. Oh, so well, Lynette posts I'm for you. basically so. not on the social medias. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, would you like to plug your AOL email, maybe? Perhaps. Uh, <laughs> I, are you on Instant Messenger? <laughs> yeah. I did have an AOL. Email. Oh, back when it was cool. Dude, you know what? Aim. I just, aim. Does oh, anybody ever just aim with me? I, you and I were aim buddies. 
Were we? We were. We were never we? I remember your AM username. Do you really? It was Mystery Man 0702. Dude, yes, it was. Yeah. How do you remember that? I don't know. There's a, I, I tell Steffi, like, the most random things stick in my mind forever. Like, I have license plates memorized. Her license plate number is 5ZJH121. If you don't know why, don't know why that's in my head. It, it is. <laughs> but there's other things that I can't remember. I don't know. Like the topic we're on for the podcast? To stick yeah, dating. No, it's single Oh, shoot. <laughs> Messing up again. All right, guys, uh, join us next week. We'll have Patrick's wife on. Lynette, that's who's coming on the Lynette podcast. Lynette is her name. Yes, she's in person. We are in agreement. She is, yes. All right, we'll hear, you'll hear from us. We won't hear you. And next week. Right. Stay safe. Okay. Do you want to give some context to that or just end on that? Okay, in anyway. Time. You never know what's coming. So I'm reminding you, truth is, jazz is hip-hop's roots. If you need proof, you can listen to the loops, the fruits of labor, visions from jazz musicians.